Hello everybody and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the All Sports Podcast. I am your host Juan Rodriguez. As always, you could call me good old JR, JR, Junior, whatever it is. So let's get this party started with a couple promos. Eposky Custom Cups, you can find them on Instagram. They ship nationwide. So if you got a cool cup idea... Where, you know, you want to get a cup for somebody or maybe you want to get a cup for yourself because your roommates steal your cups, whatever the case may be. Eposky, that is E-P-A-W-S-K-Y. Message them on Instagram for rates, prices, and they'll help you with every design and every step, little step of the way to get your cup uh, situated. Next up, we got Custom Lily Creations. She is an awesome t-shirt designer. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook. She ships nationwide as well. If you guys got any cool t-shirt ideas, you know, for whether it's family reunion, uh, barbecue situations, whatever the case may be, uh, maybe it's a custom sports t-shirt, custom Lily Creations, message her on Instagram and Facebook for rates, prices, and she'll help you every step of the way. Next up, we have uh, Prime Equity Mortgage. They operate wholesale and they work with 50 leading banks to get the client the most comfortable loan. For their situation, they deal with FHA, VA, conventional and hard money loans. They also help people refinance their homes. You can find them on Facebook at the Andrew Caseta Home Mortgage Group. And if you guys have any questions, you can email my good friend Jay Avalos at PEMTG.com. Again, any questions, that is J-A-V-A-L-O-S at PEMTG.com. And lastly, if you're in the Roland Heights area of California, Happy Hippie Massage. You can find her on Instagram. She is a massage therapist and health educator. Uh, message her on Instagram for rates, prices, how to get your life back in order, you know, some health advice. Uh, that is Happy Hippie Massage. So let's get into it. Let's get into it on this beautiful Tuesday. And of course, we're going to talk about the college play football playoff ranking. So the committee came out with their first schedule today. So here we go. No surprise. The main four are number four again. Alabama at one. Notre Dame at two. Clemson at three. Ohio State at four. I have no issues with this yet. But two. Uh, the thing is with Notre Dame joining the ACC. It's just kind of, I guess, what it is now. Because I can't see another SEC team joining. Uh, Certainly not a Big Ten team. Uh, The Pac-12, somebody has to go undefeated in order for them to even have a great shot of a conversation to get into the playoffs. And Alabama's the head of the pack of the SEC. So I have no problem with this. I do have a problem, however. I think Clemson, Ohio State should switch. I don't think Clemson deserves the number three spot. I mean, it is one spot, but for me personally, I understand, you know, the the reaction. If it were to end today, rematch, Notre Dame Clemson, and Trevor Lawrence gets the play. Yeah, it's all fine and dandy, but I mean, they really don't deserve the number three spot. Ohio State's been killing it in the Pac-10. They deserve to jump up to three. Alabama, I like at one. Notre Dame, I like at two. Ohio State should be three. Or number two at some point. But Clemson should be number four in this case. Um, This was kind of a weird thing. So Miami 
The Hurricanes are number 10. They got the number 10 spot, which is good. They're 7-1. Their only loss came against Clemson. But the rest of the standings is kind of a, kind of a eye-opener. So let's just start with it. How the hell is Georgia number 9? Anybody want to explain that to me? Just these last couple weeks, they've shown that they cannot run, they cannot throw, they cannot play offense football. They have no idea what offense is if it hit them in front of the face. And you're telling me they're the ninth best team in the country. Yeah, okay, that's a, that's a slap to the face. Northwestern at 8, I see. But Georgia at 9. Um, Playoff committee, your SEC love is showing again. Just because they play in the SEC doesn't mean they're that good of a team. There doesn't mean they're that good of a team. And I know what I'm... I know it. I know it. But it, they're just... It's not... I'm not seeing it. How a team at 5-2, and two, not even in the conversation to play for the SEC championship, is the ninth best team in the country. You kidding me? That that's so that's number one. Northwestern at eight. All right, that's pretty good. I I get it. They're a pretty good football team. That I can see at eight. Uh, here's the next bugaboo. It's really a separation of seven spots. Cincinnati's number seven. BYU is number fourteen. Um, I get it. Cincinnati's a good team, but if Cincinnati's in there, BYU deserves to be in there too. I'll tell you why. BYU has a better record than Cincinnati. BYU has a little bit more points, a little bit plus more points, a little bit better turnovers than Cincinnati. I guess the committee didn't like the strength of schedule for BYU, which is fine. I get it. They had to take account of everything. But if you're going to take account into everything, you got to take account into everything. So Cincinnati's ranked number seven. Their strength of schedule is 65. 65 in the nation as of today. BYU is ranked number 14, and their strength of schedule is 71. That is six spots, ladies and gentlemen. That is six spots. And you mean to tell me that Cincinnati is better than BYU because of strength of schedule? It is. I always found that to be the stupidest thing. The stupidest thing when they first came out with this. We got to look into strength of schedule. These games were predetermined before the committee even took place. It is not BYU's fault that they scheduled these games and that they're killing it. So, I don't understand how Cincinnati's number 7 having the 65th best strength of schedule when BYU is clearly the better team and their strength of schedule is 71 and yet Georgia's number 9 at 5-2? and two? Ladies and gentlemen, this is just another classic case of some people trying to flex a little too much. Cincinnati does not deserve that spot. BYU certainly does not deserve that spot at number 14. Let alone Cincinnati deserves number 7. If you're going to take account into everything, take account into everything. I mean, that's, that's my first two bugaboos that I see about this. Moving on, number six, Florida. Okay, I get it. Kyler Trask, he's a dark horse for uh, the Heisman, which is cool and all. I get it. And Texas A&M is number five. Okay, I get that one too. They're actually a pretty good, solid football team. Now, 
as far as them maybe playing the SEC championship. They got a shot, but they got a long way to go too. So overall, my first indication, look, these first schedules are never perfect. But damn, it seems every year the committee just loves to flex their love for one conference over the other. I get it. The SEC, ooh, they're the best. Yeah, but the ACC deserves just as much as love too. All I'm saying is this committee needs to figure something out. They need to figure something out because I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is every year some school gets in or they get into the top 10 and it's like, how do they do that? This year, the two teams for me right now, well, the three teams really, uh, Cincinnati at number seven, Georgia at number nine, and then Miami at number 10. Uh, look, I understand that Miami's seven and one, but are they really that good or are they just lucky? Or are they just that lucky? Because uh, they've been skating away by unranked teams. Like they've just been struggling wins against some unranked teams. It's hard for me to think that these guys that have all the technology in the world are very intelligent people, and yet you're going to tell me this is your first rankings? Yikes. Your love for a conference is showing again, committee, and it's starting to get frustrating. It is starting to get frustrating where it's the same thing every year. If you're in the, you have a better shot if you come in fourth place of the SEC than you do winning the Pac-12. There's no love for the Pac-12 anymore. The Pac-12 is a joke. I mean, the Pac-12, somebody in that conference has to go damn near perfect in order for them to even have a thought about making the playoffs. So my reaction to this whole first ranking, uh, the first four, there could be a little bit of a you know turnaround. I, Alabama at one, I agree. Notre Dame, Ohio State at two, that's fine. But Clemson clearly has to have the fourth slot. They clearly have to have the fourth slot. Because they already lost to Notre Dame. Ohio State's going to win the Big Ten. I don't know another team that's good as Clemson to where they can probably overtake them in the playoffs. Maybe if Florida has a good run here, maybe they have a good showing. Maybe if, I don't know, I can't see it. I can't see another team. If this is going to be the first ranking, and I'm already seeing BYU and Cincinnati, seeing how they're working out, it's going to be another crapshoot. It's going to be the same thing as always. Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State for almost, I think, what, 30 year in a row, three out of four, something like that. So I don't, I don't see anything different. So my reaction is same old, same old. This committee... Just, I guess, they just, they know more than we do, so they got the technology and they got the brains from what we're told. So, yeah, very terrible first rankings, in my opinion. And then moving on to the next topic, uh, the Chicago Cubs. So, it wasn't that long ago the Chicago Cubs broke their curse of not winning a World Series in over a 100 years. Ever since then, it's just it's been going pretty much bad to worse. Now they're talking about a whole blow up 
the rumor today was Chris Bryant to the Dodgers. Now look, it's all fine and dandy if this is what the Cubs want to do. But if I'm the Cubs and you're going to blow this thing up, if the new general manager is really going to blow this up for the Cubs, they really need to sit down and think about long-term deal. Just don't give them away because you need the help right now. Think long-term, Chicago. You got to think long-term. Why you want to give up your best players on your team, I get that. Get them why they still got value. I get all of that. But to blow it up and not get enough, that would be the disappointing part. Then you're really going to struggle in that conference. So that's, uh, I don't know. If I'm Chicago, I would try to get as much as I can. Maybe a couple pitchers, uh, a couple defenders in the outfield, maybe a, a batter for a batter. You know, try to trade somebody for another good batter. All I'm saying is Chicago, it was a great story. You guys won the World Series after so many years. It's great. It's fine. It's dandy. But it's time to move on. <laughs> it is time to move on with everything. Um, Yeah, for for the Cubs, it's really just coming down to money issues and cap space and they need to clear it up, and they're not winning with what they have now. So get what, get them while you can, guys. So for Chicago, good luck to them. It's just, it's going to look like the old Cubs again, and that's really sad that just a few years ago, a couple years ago, the Cubs won their first World Series in over 100 years, and now they're back to this. It's uh, it's rough, man, but that's how sports goes. It's a It's a tough way to go out, but... Hopefully they uh, get some return. Speaking of another team that's kind of having a bad uh, offseason. Well, not really bad, but kind of a surprising one. Uh, the Clippers. The Clippers really are having one of those weird offseasons where it kind of feels like basketball camp opens next week. And the Los Angeles Clippers still feel, you know, I, in my estimation from looking at the roster... They look like they're still trying to build this thing. It's getting bad, folks, in Clippertown. Uh, and here's why. The number one, the big elephant in the room, the uncertainty of Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi can leave after this offseason. If the Clippers blow it again, if they don't win a championship, Kawhi is leaving. Kawhi is leaving, and that's the end of that. That is the end of that. For the whole tirade of what the Clippers try to do, trying to beat LeBron, trying to beat the Lakers, and that's what it was, and they couldn't do it. If they fall short again, the Clippers are going to have to blow this thing up again because Kawhi can leave. Paul George can leave. They can decline their player option, hit free agency again. And that's the crazy thing about basketball. It is so crazy to think that these superstars can hit the market when you see other leagues like the NFL, NHL. There's no way that a player like this of this caliber can hit the market. And then when he hits the market, boom, picks him up. But in the NBA, it's as common as anything. If the Clippers fail, Kawhi will opt out. I guarantee you that much. He is not going to wait around for another rebuild. He was he came to Los Angeles to win a championship, to pretty much outdo LeBron. They blew a 3-1 lead 
<laughs> it's still funny to this day. They blew a 3-1 lead to the Denver Nuggets. I cannot say this enough, guys. The Clippers will always be the Clippers if they keep making decisions like this. And right now, what it's looking like, the Clippers are on the verge of having a big dysfunctional season to where Kawhi and Paul George says, we can't do this, we're out of here. The Lakers are reloading. Like when, when you really look at it from the inside out, Danny Green left. Okay, they got Markeith Morris, Hurts, or Hontrell Hurts. And now Marcus Saul's coming to the Lakers. Dennis Schrader's coming to the Lakers. Guys, these are really great players. These are really good players. Really good role players. They got a bench again. They got a team again. Anthony Davis is coming back. It's going to be crazy to think that the Lakers have a good chance of repeating. It's not going to be easy. The Suns got better. The Mavericks got better. The Golden State Warriors, I understand Klay Thompson, but they're going to be back. I think Golden State could have a bounce back year. You know, the Mavericks are good. Trailblazers are going to come out gunning. All I'm saying is, for the Clippers, they have to win. And it's not going to be easy because the Western Conference is really tough. Way better than the East. The East is a joke nowadays. It's a joke. Like It's it's so bad. But that's another conversation for another day. But for me personally, the Clippers have to figure something out. And they look like they're still trying to put a team together out there. All I'm saying is they need some help. And they need some help fast. Because whatever happens this offseason, it better be good for the Clippers. It's championship or bust. It was championship or bust last year. They busted. It's championship or bust again for the Clippers. And should they fail again? All I'm, all I'm saying is, then they're going to go right back to where they were. Just being the Clippers and being, again, what they are now. The second... Best basketball team. Well, not true. The Bruins are actually a little better. But professionally, the second best team in LA. As far as basketball-wise, it's the Lakers, the Bruins, Sparks, Venice Beach, (laughs) pickup games, Chino Hills, California, and then it's the Clippers. That's That's how much love they get here in LA. And it's a sad thing because they're a really good team. It's just there's no faith in these guys. So it's going to be an exciting year. So other than that, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for today's episode. I want to thank my sponsors again. I want to thank everybody out there who has been listening to this show, who has been you know, leaving me wonderful comments and who's been leaving me snarky comments. I love them all. I love the, uh, I love the conversations I have with some of you guys. It's funny. It's amazing. I just, I love everything about it. So, you know, tomorrow it is the final episode. It's just going to be the NFL predictions. It's going to be kind of a weird one because I do, I am going to be going out of town, but I'll make sure to get the episode out to you and then we'll go from there. So other than that, let's finish this episode with a couple promos. If you're in the Rolling Heights area of California, happy hippie massage. You can find her on Instagram for... You know, message her for rates, prices, you know, whatever she does, whatever she can help you with uh, mentally, physically, just everything, you know. 
She's a massage therapist and health educator. So please message her on Instagram. She's a very talented person that is happy hippie massage. Next up, we got Kristen Lily Creations. She is an awesome t-shirt designer. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook. She ships nationwide. So if you guys got any cool uh, t-shirt ideas from sports to family reunions, graduations, parties, whatever the occasion may be, Custom Lily Creations. Uh, that is Instagram. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook. Next up, we got Eposki. They are a custom cup company. You can find them on Instagram. Uh, they also ship nationwide. So if you guys got a cool cup idea, shoot them a message. They'll help you with rates, prices. They'll help you with design. They'll help you every step of the way. That is E-P-A-W-S-K-Y. And last up, we got Prime Equity Mortgage. They operate wholesale. They work with 50 leading banks to get the client the most comfortable loan for their situation. They deal with FHA, VA, conventional and hard money loans. They also help people refinance their homes. You can find them on Facebook under the Andrew Casado Home Mortgage Group. Any questions, you can email my good friend Jay Avalos at PEMTG.com. That is J-A-V-A-L-O-S at PEMTG.com. So again, guys, tomorrow it is the NFL Prediction Week for Week 12, I believe, which is awesome. You know, there's only uh, six more games left, so it's playoff time. It's almost playoff time, and there's a lot of teams looking out. Uh, so far, from what we know, already know, the Jets have already been eliminated from playoff contention. Shocker. But little by little, you're going to start seeing teams, you know, start getting ready for the next offseason. So it's going to be interesting to see. I'll have my projection, projections sorry, for you guys tomorrow. So tune in. And one more day, and then it's turkey time, ladies and gentlemen. So have a wonderful night.